Okay. Uh, so, introductions. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Not that introduction. You don't have to do that. Oh, which one do you want me to do? Just who you are, who I am, and who he is. Oh, okay. Well, as usual, I am the host with the most, Respawn, uh, a.k.a. no one respawns in real life. Today we have a British dad who can't seem to get his stuff together and yells at other people for not being on the podcast when, in fact, they are on the podcast and he hasn't showed up yet. Night Demon. And the guy who still hasn't quite woken up for this morning's cast. I'm too sleepy to do this nonsense parody. There's never a time in the morning where it's proper to deal with you. We do the best we can. (laughs) Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. A show where we discuss tips, tricks and tools to help all Guardians succeed and enjoy playing more. What makes us different? Well, we're not streamers or YouTubers, we just have a passion for Destiny and are dedicated to keeping Guardians informed and up to date with all the latest Destiny 2 news, information and opinions. We encourage your questions and feedback and you can contact us either by email twotitansandahunter at hotmail.com or on Twitter at twotitans underscore hunter. Now, on with the show. So starting with this week at Bungie for the 21st of November, we have a couple of things on the roadmap. There is a final Iron Banner, and I'm thinking there's a fourth raid challenge, but I'm not sure. Is there a fourth raid challenge? I've put fourth. Who's to say? I assume there's, you know, let's tell the people there's a fourth raid challenge. I haven't done the first raid challenge or the raid. So, you know, if there's a fourth raid challenge, let's just tell them there is. Okay. So they can go looking for it. And then come back, and then they'll all scream at us that we were wrong, and then they'll listen to the show, and then we'll make millions of dollars. It's brilliant. If there isn't a fourth one, Can't it'll go, go back to the first one again. So just watch the video that we linked a couple of weeks ago from Fallout Plays. Exactly. It was, if there's not a fourth one, then you know, you're know you not trying hard enough. It's a secret raid challenge. You have to find it and unlock <laughs> it first. The real raid challenge is use a bubble and a rocket launcher and have no, everyone get to the raid without dying. That's the fourth raid challenge. Oh. I mean, that's always a raid challenge, really. But As a reminder that all season pass holders can join in the Vex Offensive and transmit the finished portal from the tower to summon the de- and defeat the Undying Mines from different timelines. The impact of your victories has not been made clear just yet, but in time you will learn to know more about how this will further evolve the world as we transition to next season. Hmm. Cryptic. So... This week at Bungie, they are shifting into solar energy. Who would like to take us through the solar shift? Me. Oh, you, buddy. Tell us all about that good solar. <laughs> I've got some on my house. It works out great. The sun comes out, powers the house. Is that the shift they're talking about? Okay. So, um, not, renewable energy. This isn't going to be enough for a full rant, but just know that I've got some things to say about it. Oh, this. Jesus Christ. Hey, I've got some things to say. <laughs> Thank you. Why? This wasn't on the this wasn't on the, the list. Yes, I know it wasn't on the list. You know, sometimes I gotta leave things up to be a surprise to you guys, mm-hmm. right? Because if you just know everything that's coming, then it's not entertaining for those listening, right? The it whole because they don't know what's coming. Well, I mean the whole idea is to knock you off your balance, British dad. Nobody you know? knows what's coming ever. See? <laughs> anyway. I'm gonna sit in the corner oh. and eat a donut then. 
Good. You sit in your corner and you eat your freaking donut. And is donut the same thing over there as it is over here? Because somebody that I was talking to from England said that you have meat donuts, and that just sounds wrong. <laughs> They're winding you up. Um, uh, next, that is a complete wind-up. Next season, we're shaking up the solar subclasses. We are reworking several ability trees, and the Destiny dev team has details on what to expect when you praise the sun next season. Isn't that like a yoga thing? Moving on. Destiny also a warlock team. thing. What? It was also a warlock thing from D1. Ah, fair enough. Uh, Destiny dev team. Hey, Guardians, it's Combat Systems team here. Back again to talk about some updates we're making to the Ability Sandbox in next season. Previously, we spent a season focusing on subclasses of one specific element type, such as Arc and Void. Up next, the Combat System team is tracking solar subclasses as our focus for gameplay updates. Woohoo! Our goal with these subclass updates is to revisit some older subclass paths and freshen them up a bit. In execution, this means that older subclass paths will feel like viable choices in many activities. When we started working on the sandbox updates to follow Season of Undying, our team looked at the whole catalog of solar subclasses by cross-referencing data, feedback, and conversation to figure out which subclasses needed help, which are performing fine, and which ones were a bit too potent during our investigations. It was pretty clear that three specific subclasses were underperforming and needed to be taken back into the shop for a rework. It's worth noting here that a rework doesn't mean it's a completely new subclass. In some cases, entire perks were changed to help further the gameplay role and fantasy for those subclasses. All right, here we go. <clears throat> those three solar subclasses are Gunslinger, Way of the Sharpshooter, Bottom Path. Traditionally, Way of the Sharpshooter has mostly been used in specific PvE activities and almost exclusively paired with Celestial Nighthawk Helmet. We wanted to move Way of the Sharpshooter to be something players want to choose more often and for a wider range of activities. To do that, we needed to be uh, to do that, we needed to differentiate both Golden Gun paths to make Sharpshooter more versatile and interesting to use in PvE. In order to differentiate the three-shot and six-shot golden gun and better play into their fantasies, we've made the following changes. For three-shot, we have increased the auto-aim distance and reliability when aiming down sights, as it fulfills the role of long-range accuracy. Oh, man. that Look, as somebody that has often played Bottom Tree, it was already pretty good at tagging targets. This is... I'll be one of the first ones to say that sounds almost unfair, <laughs> but whatever. I mean, hey, if Warlock's going to have tracking Dawn Blades and Titans can have tracking Hammer Tornadoes, then I guess we can have tracking Golden Gun, right? Who knows? Okay. For six shot, we shorten the damage falloff range to emphasize the short range gunfighter role with a lot of kill potential. While I can still perform at longer ranges, it may take an extra shot to get the job done. We've made other changes to the way of the outlaw to help keep its potency, like adding a new explosive prox knife that can stick to surfaces and detonate when enemies pass nearby. All up, we want way of the sharpshooter to feel more active and rewarding for players who can fill the role of sharpshooter by taking down enemies with accuracy and precision, and yet they're making it tracking. Okay. Uh, the new weighted knife. High damage, 
knife. Oh, okay, hold on. High damage knife throw with a long windup. Travels at high speeds, bounces once, and does extra damage to the head. Precision shot final blows recharge the melee completely. One hit precision final blow in PvP. That's what I have the problem with. And we'll come full circle back to this in a bit. But just put a pin in that. Okay. Practice makes perfect. Lasts longer but gives a bit less energy per second. Precision hits grant two stacks. That's cool. New knock them down. Precision final blows increase weapon stability and ADS speed. Timer starts at 10 seconds, but any additional final blows slash assists can increase it up to 25 seconds. Casting your super with this buff above 20 seconds consumes the buff and grants extra damage. That's not bad. Um, <laughs> it does not, however, stack with Celestial Nighthawk. Okay. That's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Line them up. Quality of life. Old perks from Crowd Pleaser are now a part of this perk. Golden Gun can cause precision damage and precision shots generate orbs of light. Okay. <sighs> Sunbreaker, Code of the Devastator, Metal Path. Did you wanna did you wanna talk about your um, hunter? I do, but it's in direct relation to what's coming next. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. Why do you always have to rag on the Titans? I'm not ragging on I'm not ragging on the Titans this time. It's more of a ragging on Bungie for not doing something that they could have. He's moaning about giving the Titans something that he could they could have given the hunters. That must be what it is. It's envy. No, it's not even that. It's not even that. It's not anger. It's not envy. It's not jealousy. It is just wanna be a hunter. Just wanna be a hunter with a giant burning mall. That's all it is. (laughs) As cool as that might be, it would kind of not be the hunter way. Right. Just, um, just just put the knives together, transformer style. Then you have a giant burning knife. Oh wait, then you beat a warlock. Sorry. <sighs> Titans who adhere to the code of the Devastator want nothing more than to crush their foes with smoldering hammers, and we want to see them live their dreams. With our data indicated that this subclass was underperforming in PvP, we decided to make a few changes that should enable it to be more competitive. The Roaring Flame perk has received a significant buff to its bonus damage, and the buff now lasts 25% longer, making it easier to build and retain stacks between encounters. The base damage of Throwing Hammer Melee has increased. Now it's a very lethal in PvP while you have Roaring Flames active, and that is the crux right no. there. So the you're upset being, that we now have a Throwing Knife, is what you're saying? Uh, no. Throwing knives, if you recall, don't do much damage. They had to add a throwing knife that did extra damage so that we could even compete. And even then, we have to hit a headshot for it to be a one-shot kill. Not a body shot. Have to be a headshot for it to be a one-shot kill. And we have a long windup to throw that knife, right? And then it's gone. Unless you get the precision headshot. It's just gone. Whereas Titans... You did 100 damage previously with your throwing hammer. Now it does 120 damage with your throwing hammer. And if you have Roaring Flames active at its max value, you do 150 damage with your throwing hammer. That's not a critical shot. That's not a headshot. That's hitting somebody in the pinky toe damage, right? And on top of that, you can run up and pick up your hammer to do it again. 
right and you so don't the, have a long wind up to throw it like we do so the roaring flames perk is from actually is from using your hammer so after i throw my hammer i have to collect my hammer grab my hammer again throw my hammer a second time then i get that extra bonus damage mm-hmm. so yes you have a long wind up i have to go retrieve the thing i threw i wish we could retrieve a throwing knife to get it back we just have to wait for it to recharge but but respawn. The problem is that you throw that hammer. It's not a one shot kill on the first throw. So you've got to go and pick up that hammer and still kill that guardian. The knife's not a one shot kill unless you get a headshot. Yes, it is. Well, there you go. You've got skill. We've unless got blind luck that you run in and manage to grab that other hammer and kill that titan as well. And look, we you you said either you or Parody said this on a previous podcast. If you throw the hammer just right, it comes right back to you, Thor style, right? the hammer the hammer does bounce it can bounce sort of back in your direction see depending on what on how you're throwing it so, what it bounces so off of but usually it just bounces somewhere off you've got off many variables in pvp when you're throwing a hammer right yeah it, this is have, not going to be you a have thing. those same variables when trying to throw a throwing knife that you have to charge up and then hope you get a headshot or, you don't see the disparity there but your charge up could be very much like the warlock melee or the the warlock. Um, I would absolutely try to charge up for having to throw something, collect it, and throw it a second time. Hmm. I don't know. The only way that it that would make it viable, way. and again, right. we don't know how it's going to work. Now, if it's one of those, it charges up and it just throws it whenever. That's going to suck. But if you can hold the charge for as long as you want to, right. like you can I mean, with warlocks and whatnot, that does make a difference. And it will make yeah. a lot of difference, in my opinion, right here. But as it stands... I mean, that's the stands, mechanic that's in the game already for the, like, the handheld supernova. It'll probably work right. the same as that. You, you charge it, you hold it, then you throw it. The mechanic's already in the game. That's, I assume, what they'll use for it. I'm hoping that that's what they'll use, but it's not a guarantee, right? But as it stands, you get a hammer that can potentially one-shot people, and you get it right back again. No, yes, you don't. don't get it. We don't you get have, it. You have to go collect the hammer, though. I have to. Yeah. I have to throw a hammer at you. That's not hard to do. Say, excuse me, sir. I need this hammer. And then, if the hand your hammer disappears, if you don't get to it pretty quickly, so I have to walk up to you, throw the hammer at pretty you quickly. You got like what you, five seconds to pick it up? Kill you with something else, and then go find somebody else and throw the hammer at because because you're not going to stand there as I've walked up to you to pick up the hammer laying near your feet. To then throw the hammer at you again, and at that range, I'm just going to punch you anyway versus throwing a hammer at you. Yeah, but you'd still have the Roaring Flames active to throw at the next guy. Point is, is it's much easier for you to get the one shot kill potential than it is for us, and it's easier for you to repeat that one shot kill potential than it is for a hunter. Because if sure. if we get the one shot kill, why not? I'm just... <laughs> Look, so what you're saying is it's just you're not, not going to be you're not skilled enough. You're not skilled enough to get the one shot kill. Says the two Titan mains, will you have to be brain no, no. dead to play it? Exactly. We don't we don't warrant on you know, we don't have to rely on our skill. We rely on brute force. And bullets. So, and bullets, yeah. How so, many times you even have a song about it having more bullets than you got life do da do da. <laughs> that is the Titan way. I don't need skill if I just have more bullets. Speaking of which, the new guy also, for the Discord throwing hammers, no, not gonna be a thing. <laughs> the the dragon dragon sin M. Mm-hmm. He challenged me to a 1v1 yesterday, right? Did and, you record um, it? Actually, no, I didn't. If you didn't record it, then why are you even telling us? Because picture didn't because, happen. Because the song. The song is why. Because I was using the ringing nail, and he was trying to run after me. And I just oh, kept killing him. And I oh, started I, singing the song to him. <laughs> I have more bullets than you have health, dude. Uh. 
you. <laughs> so I just, it had to be mentioned because you said it, and I do have a song, and I was singing it yesterday when I was in that 1v1. See, so you know exactly how this works. We're not throwing hammers at you. When I've got a whole repertoire of bullets I could be sending your way. <clears throat> right, and I was a hunter, so I, I didn't even have the Titan chest piece, which just gives me infinite bullets, you know? Uh, anyway, but but that's my big complaint. The fact that we have to wind it up and we have to get a, a headshot in order for it to be one hit kill. I don't think it should be I love the way that, that you difficult. have to complain before it's even gone through. Why can't you... We've talked about this. Why can't you wait until the actual stuff is here, test it out, and then go, you know what? I'm going to rant about this. Rather than rant about something that you don't that's know... That's why it's not a rant right now. It was just an opinion. I was like, okay. look, this is not cool. Oh, so I don't even get to play the music this week. No. Just a moan. Just a grape. Right, yeah. <laughs> just, just a complaint. Just um, a complaint. They haven't worded it right for me to understand. Oh, oh, and parody. And parody. To, to, mm -hmm. to further the point, right? In addition, once you've thrown the hammer and it's lying on the ground, you don't have to get quite as close to pick it back up again. See? If you, if you can't kill me... easier for you to you can't kill me... Hammers. Right, so while I'm going to collect the hammer... I'm going to be three and a half meters from you. If you can't kill me in a three and a half meter range, which you could do with a shotgun, you can. Then you, you no, you absolutely then can. You at the deserve same time, to be at hit the same time, with that second hammer throw. At the friend. same time, we all know what the Titans are going to be doing. They're going to throw the hammer, follow up with small arms fire, pick up the hammer, and continue on the train. Come on. Don't act like you don't know what you're going to do. You try to play all innocent and crap, and we um, all know what you're going to do. You're going to throw no, a hammer because... to do 120 to 150 base damage breathe in their general direction to finish them off and continue your train of flaming destruction. This certainly sounds like a rant. Are you sure we don't need music? I don't know. Maybe. I, I think we need the music. And also, <laughs> no, we aren't, because even after this rework, I'm going to forget this class largely exists because, um, no, I'm seeing nothing here that makes me change over from strapping detonators to people's chests. Sorry. Or eating from space. There's nothing that, here that's... The that's... void build? The mm -hmm. void one-shot build? Or not even that, but just just the middle middle tree void build overall. I can trap detonators to people's chests with a telesto. Even uh, why would I? You know, I'm not seeing anything here yet that makes me want to change from that. And honestly, mm -hmm. when I do play my titan, that's what I do: middle tree void. It's just so yeah. fun. Yeah, right. I mean, Bungie's right. The, the solar classes need some love because, especially on the titan, because they're just outmatched by everything else. Now, granted, the other classes have gotten that love and gotten those weak, so it's good that they're finally getting around to the solar class, but. I'm sure there's, you know, solar, solar titan, warlock, and uh, hunter mains out there who are happy to finally get a good solar class again, or a better right. solar class. But again, I'm seeing nothing here so far that makes me change what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's fair. Uh, but I mean, it is it is better overall for those that do the solar. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. The the void class and the bottom tree striker is still going to be dominant. But whatever. So moving on. Finally, so not, not mentioned that the fact if you put those dune marches on and throw that hammer, you might do a bit more damage and kill them with the chain lightning effect. I should didn't know that. that. No, nope, we know shouldn't. Well. You did know about that because we've mentioned it on the podcast a couple of weeks back. Yeah, but as soon as you start talking about your exotics, my eyes glaze over. Ah, uh, yes, it's fair. I do the same thing when he mentions a hunter exotic and then <laughs> warlocks. So I'm like, yeah, they have them. Who knows what they do? I, I know there's like a thing in the game. Heck, I can't even keep my Titan boots straight, let alone anything else. So, 
Yeah, and you made the Titans. <laughs> so it's like, what, what, which one? And you get the same ones wrong every time. That's what's funny. I don't anyway. believe in boots. We, I, I run around with bare feet. It works better that way. I like the, I like the squishy warlocks and uh, hunters under my toes. The only things that matter are your chest pieces, your helmets, and your gauntlets, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even wear pants. You sounded like a warlock from Destiny One there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally, we've tuned the super in a number of ways. For starters, burning mall now lasts longer giving you more time to use it strategically instead of simply spamming the slam button. Titans, all we want to do is smash, right? And there's a little quip here that says, Respawn Theory confirmed. Bungie Mine Titans. But Respawn... Ah. It says respawn main Titans. Titans. Bungie Mains Titans. There we go. Much better. There you go. So it's um, still staying in. Doesn't matter how many times you say it. <laughs> Uh, we also increased the height of the heavy slam explosions, so the super should feel much more potent against airborne enemies. Uh, some things... Did it mention it? Oh, it did mention it. Okay, it's further on. Um, so that's a nice change. It is a nice change. Right now, using anything airborne, it's like, uh, you could, but why? It, it is a very nice change, but that kill confirm on that super is a little is a little much. The fact that so many supers, not just the Titans, but so many supers have a kill confirm that will chase you down. It's a, a little much, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. Supers are supposed to be powerful. Absolutely. They should one-shot kill a Guardian. But not everything has to have tracking on it, Bungie. <laughs> Stop. Jeez. Anyway, Throwing Hammer, increased impact damage from 100 to 120. There you go. And it actually jumps up to 150 when you have max stacks of Roaring Flames. Uh, and increased Hammer pickup radius from 2 meters to 3.5 meters. Adjusted Hammer Throw animation to fit a more damaging attack. I don't know if it's longer or shorter or what. I don't know. Maybe you have to line up too. They had an audio an audio uh, product that just screams when they, when you throw it to people. It just says, <laughs> I'm coming for you! Like you scream in the background. Run! Yeah. <laughs> throwing the hammer. Um, the and all you hear is, run! You know the hammer's coming. Right. Increased damage bonus from 10% per stack to 25% per stack in PvP. Increased duration from 15 seconds to 20 sec. Wait, hold on. I thought it was 25% max damage. Now it says 25% per stack. Oh, no, because it goes up to 20% in damage. Okay, never mind. Forget I said that. And increased duration from 15 to 20 seconds. Increased duration from 21.2 seconds to 28.5 seconds for the Burning Maul. However, the light attack... Uh, for the Burning Mall has reduced energy cost from 5% to 3%, just so we can have flaming Titan Beyblades. That's going to be fun. Um, that attack is so useless anyway. Who cares? <laughs> Does it not watch out? It. it doesn't do anything. It spins you around like you're dozy doing, and that's about it. No, no, no. Real talk, though. Real talk, because I don't no, know. No, no, I mean, seriously. And like it one-shot a Guardian. I mean, honestly, the last time I used it in PvP, I couldn't even tell you, but I don't think it does. That light attack, you just spit around and you can barely one shot ads and gambiting crap. I don't know, maybe it's a little more powerful than I remember, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> I don't remember it being that strong. You okay. swing it around, but it's, I mean, it's not like the burning mall where you get the then, you know, like the fire, fire on the ground and everything else afterwards. Just mm -hmm. you, you're spitting around and doing direct melee damage. And I don't think each of those hits are all that strong at all, but I might be wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, I I have no idea. Honestly, I can't I argue don't, it either way. Maybe don't somebody use it, out so. there that uses that subclass can let us know. <laughs> but whatever. The heavy attack, and this I do appreciate from Bungie because it shows that they're not completely inept when it comes to buffing the hell out of Titans, right? Heavy attack, ground slam attack now detonates when it detects enemies above it. Detonation radius was increased to make the landing attacks more consistent. That's not the part I was talking about. The part I was talking about says increased energy cost from 6% to 8%. So they made the flames higher and made it cost more. So that is at least some balance to the whole we're going to kill everything changes for the soldiers. I've never software. seen any issue with the fact if you do a ground slam, anybody above it I mean, I get killed above it when I'm being slammed. Again. I don't know what they're talking about, but apparently from watching, I think it was Asked Across, um, as a hunter, he mentioned hunter specifically, so I don't know if Warlocks can do it, but as a hunter, you can triple jump over the flame pillar. Probably. Right. But it's yeah. pretty high anyway to start off with. Yeah. Yeah, it's really high. And yeah, and again, I just had the same experience. Um, so there's a Reddit post back in June of this year from Cornmaster Flex. <laughs> saying, you know, there's no reason why the Burning Mall's light spin attack shouldn't one-hit kill a Guardian while the Spectral Blade's light attack can. So, at least at this point, you know, no, I don't think this, the, the spin attack will, will one-hit kill somebody in the Crucible. Which sort of confirms what we suspected. That's fair, yeah, okay. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I, honestly, it's more, I think it's more of a attack of trying to close ground to then bring the Burning Mall down than to really do much damage, because it's, it's not... Again, I don't know what the numbers are on it, but it's not that powerful at all. Yeah, but let's be honest. Who's really going to use the light attack when you have a giant flame tornado that's even mm. bigger than the previous flaming tornado, right? Right. So <laughs> Just to close I'm ground. I'm going to chase you down and Beyblade you. I'm just going to send this tracking fire tornado after you. But yeah, anyway, so uh, Dawnblade, Attunement of the Sky. Um, I really wanted to play this because I don't know what they're talking about in half this stuff, and I wanted to understand it better, but whatever uh with the tournament of the sky so we dedicated. wanted to push huh nothing what nothing carry on what did what did you say i said you're so dedicated you know to the podcast and informing people about these changes well i am informing them i i was gonna play until i had this long ass plane ride man i wanted to play to see what they're talking about to try no, to no 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 you you messaged me yesterday and said shall we podcast now because I'm not going to work. And I was like, well, I can't because I'm finished the notes. You could have then played some of this. I I, I was going to play. And then, and then I got on Finn and he wanted to do a 1v1. So that's what we did. No, you wanted to play Borderlands. No, I didn't play Borderlands at all. My Xbox was at home. But he didn't even record because then we could have put it in the show this week and showed off his gaming prowess. But now, now we have nothing. So I'm basically going to well, assume that you know, Dragons and M just beat you in straight sets and you just lost every single time. And that's why there's no I mean, recorded it. Now, if, now if he recorded it and wants to send me a link to the video, <sighs> even better. But, you know, hey, Look, someone needs to have some gameplay. assume all you want to, but luckily for us, Destiny tracks all of the things that we do. So you can see the 1v1 and see that I beat his ass 25 to 7. But that's neither here nor there. Um... With Attunement of the Sky, we wanted to push its air superiority gameplay even further. When we initially released this path, uh, its movement's capabilities were tuned around the original Destiny 2 gameplay experience, which was much slower and more deliberate about positioning. However, over time, this movement needed to adapt to a new sandbox. We wanted to give you the gameplay experience that the fantasy begs for. A flying angel who can remove it with, who can maneuver with grace and destroy its foes below. 
Now, before we get started, I want to touch on one thing. To accomplish our goals of reworking the air superiority role, we needed to differentiate the two daybreak paths from one another. As such, we have reduced the speed at which Burst Glide accelerates players in Daybreak. That's the one where it shoots you forward, right? I'm pretty sure that is. Yeah. Um, and that's how people traverse the entire map in seconds. Uh, we know this is a controversial change, but we wanted to reserve air superiority gameplay with the two men of the sky, and the Burst Glide speed was blurring the lines between both the Daybreak paths. Icarus dashes while in daybreak have increased speed and thrust to recapture the burst glide gameplay for those running the air superiority path. We hope that while this change is different, you still feel as fast as before, but with maybe a bit more expression behind that speed. And wasn't that everybody's complaint was the fact that warlocks were jumping across the map and killing you in your spawn a few times because they could move so fast? That's Am still I reading happening this now. correctly in saying that that's going to get even worse? Am I missing something? I don't know. It depends how they balance it out. At all. Balance it out. Okay. Okay. It, to me, just reading this as it is, it sounds like they're making the burst even faster, so that you can traverse even faster. So. And we'll see how it works out, but that to me makes it seem like the thing that everybody's already complaining about is now going to get worse. But whatever. New Celestial Fire Melee. This sounds pretty cool, though. Honestly. Send a spiral of three explosive solar projectiles. Now, do you need all three to kill a Guardian? Or do you need two to kill a Guardian? Or can you kill a Guardian if they just get hit with one? I don't know! But I want to we? Did we have a... Do we have a solar? Was there a warlock solar melee in D one, or was it a void melee in D one? They would do something similar, or am I just thinking of the the Trinova bomb? I have no idea. There's some. I know. I'm thinking. Oh, I'll have to go try to look it up. There's something in D one, and I may just be thinking of the Nova bomb that was split into three and go out. But there was definitely something else. I thought there was one of the melees that would give you something similar to that. Didn't know if either of you remembered. May have been. I know that there were. I lost my train of thought. Disregard. Um, I don't know. No, I haven't I played a, a, a D1 Warlock in <clears throat> very long time. Yeah, I'm just thinking of the Nova Bomb. Anyway, carry on. Heat Rises. Rework. Consume your grenade to extend glide time and dramatically reduce the in-air accuracy penalties for weapons. So you get to float in the air longer and get better accuracy while flying in the air as a Warlock. Now... You can glide snipe even better, but again, you're still making yourself a target that's just kind of hanging out there like an angel saying, kill me, kill me, kill me, and I will be happy to oblige. Um, Winged Sun rework. Fire weapons. Use celestial fire and throw grenade while gliding. Airborne final blows grant melee energy and extend the duration of heat rises. There was a period in there, and I totally skipped it. Ha, 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 ha. Icarus Dash rework. Tap crouch twice to dodge in midair. Dodging in... Wait, 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 wait. Isn't that... No, no, no. Press B twice to 
dodge in midair. Wasn't that like an exotic Titan chess piece that did that back in the day? Twilight Garrison from Destiny 1, yes. That'd mm-hmm. be the one. So they took it from you guys and gave it to the Warlocks passively? What? Do you see us Titans complaining? No. Yes. You're complaining about me complaining about you Titans. That's a complaint. So shut up. <laughs> no sense. Just dodging stretch. And... stretch. <laughs> dodging and daybreak accelerates players farther and costs less super energy. While under the effects of heat rises. Uh, added note. Due to the nature of these reworks, Wings of Sacred Dawn received a buff where it gains 15% damage resistance while Tome of Dawn is active. Also, you guys don't complain because your freaking Titans are overpowered in PvP anyway. Hunters complain because we're trying to catch up to the damage you guys can do already. So shut up. I wouldn't say Hunters as a general consensus. I'd just say you, to be honest. Okay, first of all, first of all, yeah, it's really just you. It is just you that we hear. Because I'm sorry. I, whenever I step into the crucible at a, you know, above that 2100 level, I'm not seeing. I'm seeing a lot of hunters, not a lot of warlocks, just a lot of hunters usually. Also, compared to the, uh, if you look at the mail that we get that addresses me, people agree with what I say. All right, so shut up. I speak maybe That's not just for the mail all that, hunters, that I you see, but some of them. All right, anyway, so there's a whole swath of changes we're working on that extend beyond these three subclasses. Most solar subclasses had some tuning and some non-solar subclasses got a bit of quality of life to love. Quality of life, love to damn it. But they're not going to tell us just yet what they are. No, we're going to have to figure that out for ourselves. We hope that these changes, you'll feel energized playing any solar subclass regardless of activity. Thanks for having us. Sure. Mm. Cosmo has added things on Twitter. One of these things says Icarus Dash can now be activated twice before cooldown. Oh, wait. How many times could you dodge with Twilight Garrison? It was just the once, right? Twice. Twice, and then it, it was, was nerfed once. to once. Okay. I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You did one, yeah, twice per, per jump. That seems or, like. Or, you know, per when you're, when you're in the air, you know jump between the landing on the ground not like double triple jumping and this is not doing their super they can just do this anytime they want right i honestly don't know yeah yes i think i, I think it's just a part of that subclass now the warlocks would say yes yeah okay yeah and type so, of, yeah uh, dr midair okay so sure. yes because it actually says that it's not just me this time Back in July on episode 24, we covered the supposed data mine solar week, which was due to be coming towards the end of the previous season. In the information that was leaked slash data mined, it gave details about a week-long event which focused on the solar subclass. These were the details. Solar week has... Why did my voice raise so many octaves right there? Solar week has swept the system, imbuing all guardians with enhanced solar energy. In response... Lord Solidhead has declared a week of celebration. Uh, there's a weird really. symbol before many. What is that on your screen? The, yeah, it's a weird symbol. It's what the was data mined. Uh, I'm guessing that they were going to put something else in the text, but they've okay. the rest yeah, of the some, text is some kind of placeholder thing. Yeah, gotcha. <clears throat> many solar subclass paths have been refreshed and improved. Visit BungieNet for more 
details. Mm. Yeah. Does that sound like what we're getting now? Yeah, so that's mm. what we're getting. And with those improvements, many tower vendors are offering bounties to solar wielders. Complete them in style by participating in solar synergy activities. Seems like a thing they could also do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, and and yes, here here we go with the with the money, with the bling bling. New solar themed emotes now available at the Eververse store. Totally cut you off. Ah! Yeah, yeah. So we'll see. So yeah, so we're definitely getting first one confirmed. The other two. Seem like, you know, if they have the event at least partially ready, now would be a good time to put it all out. But again, none of this has been confirmed by Bungie except for those, the reworks. So we'll see if <clears throat> we'll see if we get the rest of this or not. Yeah, I mean, none of that solar stuff was put on the roadmap previously. And we'd had that Arc Week event where Arc was no, no, we didn't. tuned. <laughs> no, no, we didn't. <laughs> the Supers got adjusted up and down and we had that week-long event. We'll, we'll no. call it a week-long event. It was on the roadmap. You can't no, argue. No, I can't argue, no. Arc Week and, was not a thing. <laughs> and it was created much <laughs> in the way that the solar information was leaked <laughs> or data mined with the bounties and the activities sent around solar. So and we'll put a link to the Arc Week if you're curious, because, um, uh, yes, there, there was a thing. But what else was data mined at the same time with the solar stuff was other information that also came in the form of two lines of text that read scattered pieces of a greater whole and rocket launcher components. And at the time, there was a lot of theories going around that this could be a quest for the Holy Grail of exotic rocket launchers from Destiny 1, which was the Galahorn. And we went over the primary perks and the hidden perks of that. And I'll link the Mr. Fruit uh, review of the Galahorn if you're interested in seeing it, if you missed it from when we did um, go over it the last time. Or I think maybe it was us that threw it out there, that it could possibly be the other exotic solar grenade launcher from destiny one which was the dragon's breath which had which had its main perk which was napalm which was fantastic you could fire at something and it would just drop this napalm bomb on them and just burn them and i will link the arix video for that of the the dragon's breath and i think that (laughs) you have to do the video with the taken out though yeah and i think that this solar week has been repurposed into season of dawn which is next season as we have the solar subclasses that have been adjusted, then they're coming. So what do you guys think? So quick question. Hmm. If, if you now I'm not, you know, I don't think Bungie's going to do this because this would be crazy. Save for part of this quest line. You have to make a choice for the first time. You have to choose to leave a weapon behind to get a new weapon. If you had they, you know, coming up with this next season, if they said, okay, here's the quest line you have to go through. To get, you know, you know, whether it be the Galahorn or the Dragon's Breath, you know, either one or both. To do that, you have to turn in your Yotun and get your Yotun turned into Ada One. She takes it back, upgrades it to one of those two guns. After that, though, you cannot have the Yotun again. You give up your right to use your Yotun completely and have it be either the Dragon's Breath or Galahorn, you know, whatever they put into the game. Do you make that choice? And then your 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 dragon's breath or Galahorn becomes an exotic, or your Yotun, you know, stays your Yotun. Do you make the choice to give up the Yotun for one of those, or do you keep your Yotun? I give it up. Yeah, I'm I'm tempted to give it up. Yeah. You have a heartbeat. Okay. I was just I, it just popped without, into my brain. Doubt, and I was curious. Without a doubt, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> yes, Yotun has tracking, but the dragon's breath or the Galahorn was so much more fun to use. 
you know? And then, of course, the Gallahorn has tracking too, right? But it, even if I had to give up my Jotun to fill the stage full of lava napalm everywhere, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you do the same thing, Night Demon? Give up the Jotun in a heartbeat for either of those? Yeah, I think it would depend on how much ammo that you have because the Jotun is pretty powerful. And the amount of ammo that you can pick up in PvP and PvE is quite good. And with the disruption that you've got as a perk on it, really does help in some, you know, some circumstances. So it's going to be a hard fun, but I, I probably would. We have been crashed again by another mm. member of the um, clan. AZ, welcome to the podcast. What up, Ash? Okay. I'm a little sick. That's, I'm actually going to be a stay for the whole thing today because I'm sick. So, Aww. You yeah. didn't have to come. You, you well, could have stayed sick. It's fine. There's nothing else I can really do. My, parent, my mom's leaving right now with my siblings, so it actually gives me time to do this. So. Well, we were just talking about the solar subclasses. Is there anything that you'd like to chime in and add to? If, uh, you're excited. I'm nervous. excited for I'm excited for throwing knife. I haven't played the the old black ops, but it's gonna be just like the tomahawk in that we're gonna just cross mad people. Okay. Fair enough. Hopefully. And the join when you guys talk about Yoten. You guys are lucky I don't have it yet. I haven't worked towards it yet. So <laughs> So it looks like you're not getting the Gallahorn then. <laughs> no, we we would we were talking about the stuff that had been data mined from the last time that Solar Week was mentioned. So Parody threw it out there that which one would you would you trade your Yotun for one of these exotic rocket launchers? I, I didn't play much of D1. Um, I got to the Dragnet. I was new, basically, but I didn't have anyone to play it with, and I just sort of stopped after I quote-unquote killed orcs. Okay. But you guys are you guys are talking about the solar subclasses. I do feel like they need to add uh damage resistance to the gunslinger. Like maybe even just like five percent. You don't need you don't now. need resistance. You'll be fine. Just be a better gunslinger. Yeah. Because That's the moment you see the moment everything. you see well, well, I mean the moment I ever see a gunslinger, I'm already dead by the time I you know yeah. put eyes on the gunslinger. Yeah. Resistance is not the thing you need. It's a one-shot kill, and now it's going to have you know. Well, the six is not, better. not a guaranteed one-shot anymore. But the the three-shot now has. I don't want to call it tracking, but it feels like tracking. You know the the, the aim assist. Yeah, I mean it's got, it's got aim assist. Shot. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean everything has at least some level of aim assist to it. So again, I mean mm-hmm. you're not losing a whole lot of gunfights with a golden gun unless you're like. Popping it in the middle of an Iron Banner match, and there's you know six people standing around you. Yeah, you could lose that gunfight. So the final howl next week, Lord Saladin will return to the tower for the final time during this season of Undying. This will be your final shot at earning pinnacle rewards from Iron Banner until next season. So if you haven't finished up your season pursuits, make sure you do so before the end of the event on December third. And Iron Banner control, as it always is for. Destiny 2 anyway, starts at 9am Pacific Time, that's 12pm Eastern Time, 5pm Greenwich Mean Time on November 26th, and 4am in Australia, New South Wales, I'm guessing it is, on the 27th. And 
it ends at 9am Pacific time on December 3rd and December 4th on in Australia. So apparently they'll be featuring a reprised armor set next season. So if you want to still get some pieces from this set, then you've got to grab them quickly. And Saladin is also offering enhanced mods, if you didn't realize, from turning in your Iron Banner tokens to him. So you can get the enhanced mods for weapons, which is really good. Uh, you can either turn them in now or bank them in for the next Iron Banner, which returns next season. And the on Twitter asked DMG if the reprised armor set would be the Taken King armor set, which was if you weren't around for the Taken King in Destiny 1. The Hunters had a wolf's head on the top of their cloak, which would look really fantastic. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of, I think the, the Titans more look like a, a knight with a little quiff, didn't they? Little flourish on the top can't remember what the warlocks look like they just look like warlocks in iron banner stuff but that's what it was basically and it was a really good set i really loved it i think i wore it right to the end of destiny one um to which dmg responded howdy i wanted to set proper expectations here we will not be reprising a d1 set for iron banner next season which just means that they'll be reprising something from destiny 2 so have a look back in your collections and Probably pick the worst one, the seashells maybe. That'll be coming back. Can, can we put that on as ornaments? Maybe it's one of the... I think it's probably one um, of the ones that isn't an ornament at the moment. Yeah, so you can already be a seashell king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a brown set which had some really good perks on, which I kept, which I like the look of for some of my um, Iron Banners. So hopefully that one will be coming back. Yeah, so the reason you can't remember the Warlock ones because they weren't interesting looking at all. It just... Yeah. It was just a warlock. I put a link in the Discord. It's just, it looks like a warlock helmet. There's really nothing. You know, it has some of the, like the, the Iron Banner trees like on the front, like face cover. But other than, yeah, there wasn't a sweet wolf hat or a, you know, poofy titan quaff on the top. It was uh, just a warlock hat. Nothing exciting at all. Sorry, warlocks. At least they got the wolf on the shoulder. That, oh, yeah. That, like, the band. Yeah, from the bond. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very disappointing. Sorry, Warlocks. One day you'll have a good fashion game. At least your heads weren't squished then. So, you know, it's only gone downhill from there. <laughs> so also in this week at Bungie, they go on to say about gaming and giving. We're completely blown away by the generosity you've all shown us through the Games to Give fundraising campaign in support of the Bungie Foundation's iPad for Kids program and of Children's Miracles Network Hospitals. In just three weeks, you've raised one million six hundred and seventy-three thousand eight hundred and fifty seven pounds and sixty two dollars we is that right i'm guessing that's right wait wait, wait, wait you just mix pounds and dollars you can't uh, that that's not how that works there you go then. okay oh <laughs> what did, did i say pounds why did you do yeah you said you were like pounds and dollars i'm like no 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 so that, that's how that works no, I'm sure i didn't no, you definitely did. Oh. You did. Listen, Luckily, listen, this listen, is on a recording. recording. You can go I, back I, and listen I, to it. I, I'm sure I just said one million six hundred seventy-three thousand eight hundred fifty-seven <clears throat> point six two dollars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I'm sure I did. Don't yes. wind me up. Which which would be one one million three hundred four thousand four hundred forty point oh nine pounds sterling. Lovely. Did you just looked that up. He did. Yeah, because Google, Google, <laughs> Google's amazing. Why not? Apparently, they reached this an incredible amount of fundraising because of the 40,000 plus donors and 5,500 streamers who supported the campaign across 104 countries. To say this was a truly global Guardian initiative is an understatement. For the Bungie Foundation, this will give us the capacity 
to expand up to five new hospitals in 2020 and help over 25,000 more patients than we ever have before. So we're excited to continue our work of replacing fear with joy, boredom with entertainment and uncertainty with a sense of normalcy for so many more kiddos. From the bottoms of our hearts, thank you for showing us once again how truly special the Bungie community is through caring about each other and those in need. That was the Bungie community cool. doesn't care about each other, not Bungie Destiny. And going into comp, nobody cares who you are. <laughs> that's because that's comp. No one cares about you in comp. No, especially the Titans. <laughs> um, so, so Bungie really should take the that 1.6 million down there in. Uh, in dollars and down to Australia because that's 2.4 million Australian dollars. You can double your money. Bungie, take it to Australia and spend it there. And, you know, then you have double the money. You can buy the entire country at this point. I don't think you understand the concept of money. No, that's how, that's how money chasers. works. That's how money works. So, I don't know what you're talking about. So you're, nope. so you're telling me that a US dollar here is worth like 20 US dollars there? No, that's not the exchange rate. I'm sorry. I'm telling you that one US dollar here is 1.47 Australian dollars, at least currently. Yeah. You could, you could hold on to that. It might be even better later. So, yeah, Respawn, there's a Destiny official cookbook and a Destiny Grimoire Anthology Volume 3. These will be coming late in 2020 as the next edition of the popular Grimoire series. I'm so, cu- I'm so curious about this cookbook. I am as well. I'm I'm really I'm really curious about this cookbook. This might be something I buy just to try out things from it because I'm just I really hope they've gone all in and there are like straight up like you know Hunter in the Wood themed meals you can make or you know Zavala's favorite stew something I like I I, I need to know. Is it like just twenty pages of like chicken scribble? <laughs> it's like chicken scribble. Just, just the colonel's footprints all over the pages. Yeah. <laughs> this Apparently. is how you make a salad, and this is yeah. how you make a sandwich. Lewis actually wrote the cookbook, so uh, that's how that works. Yeah. Apparently, it's filled with recipes inspired by characters and locations seen throughout the expansive universe. So, so I'm so curious. If so they don't very... have Vex milk in there, they, you know, things if are wrong. If there's not a Vex milkshake I can make, then this game has failed utterly, and they should just pack yes. up and go home. Yes. I wonder, I wonder if they'll have those uh, treats from the dawning <laughs> in there. Ooh. Oh, yes. The sour, okay. yeah, the sour oh. sweets and all of that that we went around and yeah. collected. We're finally going to figure it out what you can make with a tiny box of raisins. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Apparently, these titles will be available from the Bungie Store and other booksellers, so stay tuned for more details. Be- uh, be sure to visit the Bungie Store product page linked above and click the email when available to be among the first to own these books. So, yeah, we'll like that cool. as well for you. It's kind of cool how they're going to be distributing the books to other sellers, not just the uh, Bungie Store. Yeah. So I can buy it on Amazon for much cheaper as and when it comes down in price. When Amazon want to get rid of it all. Yep, because you won't be able to use your EU Bungie Store anymore because that's not you anymore. You've been kicked out. Parody, it's your time to shine, my friend. It is, as I haven't shown this entire episode or really been here at all. I might as well go back to bed. Because right now we have some known issues. And the second one really is just just magnificent. So, current known issues in the game. The Might of Multi-Tool Catalyst will not drop for players who win a competitive Crucible match at the Legend rank if you are playing with Clan Mage and the Catalyst Seeker Clan Rank bonus is active. 
To mitigate this, we recommend the players seeking the catalyst to play solo or team up with friends not in the same clan. Because you're in a clan together, but we broke that, so you need actually less good friends to play with you, or just kick them out of the clan <laughs> until you complete this and then invite yeah, them back. Remove them from the clan. <laughs> Working play as like the catalyst. <laughs> exactly. Be like, listen, I need to play with you, but I need to kick you out of the clan momentarily. Fix all of our problems. The black armory keys. Oh, oh, dear sweet black armory keys. They cannot be used or deleted if the mysterious box quest has already been completed. So, just adding to our list of problems with the forges. Ada, I think Ada 1 is just buggy and needs to be rebooted. Has someone turned her off and on again? It needs to happen. Yeah, we need to ask that question. And finally, some players may experience an issue where blank items from Festival of the Lost are taking up slots in their Postmaster. They're there. You can't get them yeah, back. They're not there. They're not there. No, no, no. Those slots, those slots are, are there, but they're not yours. Those slots are yeah. gone now. So, um, we assume they're working on a fix for these, but yeah. Those are the known issues. Go check out the known issues thread or the help forum. And also, if you're not following Bungie Help on Twitter or, you know, some way where you can get notifications, that's a good way to learn that, say, the game was down for an entire day the other day. So, yes. follow the help forum so when you, you know, when things break, you can be like, oh, look, things have broken. Because they're pretty responsive about telling you they're broken and they have people working on it, frantically typing things into command lines in, in uh, server rooms all across the world. Or, you know, being like some of our British people waking up going, I didn't even know there was downtime. Because that's how time everything. zones work. Or they're move every, moving everything to West Virginia. No, it's all Google Stadia. It's going to be Google Stadia based. It's Google Stadia 100%. We're all going cross-save to Google Stadia. That's the Bungie master plan. Isn't that what broke the servers? No. That has nothing mm. to do with no. Diff- they different. may have been tweaking their servers and just not told us it was to do with um, Stadia. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe. you're onto something AC. I don't know. Something I saw on Reddit the other day. Oh, yes, you must believe it then. Computers are hard. I thought because there were... Computers are hard. That's the gist of it. And we know how much everybody loves the sound of this man's voice. So we've given him another section of the podcast that you can just hear his soothed tones. Respawn's additional news and information. From the Respawn Additional News and Information Network. Ranny. Oh, my mic is off. It helps if I turn that on, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just Did that in comp like, the other okay. day. Uh, yeah, I know. Sorry. Uh, okay, so additional news and information. Uh, Cosmo says that there's an issue where if you play the game... No, read it properly. Sorry. I know, I know. There's an issue where play of the game had its masterwork changed and reset to zero. It's not something they are going to be... Blah, son of a... Basically, if your player of the game masterwork went to zero, you're done. So Bungie says, "Oh well, nice life, nice knowing you, whatever." Okay. Yeah, they're uh, not going to be able to fix it, so don't masterwork your player of the game. Get a new one. Mm-hmm. Or or get the love and death like everybody else is doing. Doi. <gasps> the wife brought me food. I love my wife. So let's see. Da, 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 da. Uh, feedback about Undying Mind has been passed along. Reddit, <laughs> including added difficulty or unique drops. Reddit two and three. Woo! Give your feedback here. Boy, these... it's a forum link. <laughs> yeah, yo, no, these are all links, yeah. man. It's yeah, great. yeah. So Bungie so has a has official a forum Bungie post. Link. 
Yeah, with the title Vex Offensive Final Scam, because, um, yeah, that the final assault wasn't. But it was. We will continue to let the team know that the loadouts in-game is a common request from the community. Another forums link. Which basically just takes you to a place where they say, yes, we know you want it. You're not getting it yet. Stop crying over it. The team has been looking at feedback over the season on Ariana's Val Catalyst and will be applying what they've learned to future Catalysts. Who's that from? Thread. Oh, that's from Damage. Okay. The bread man himself. Right. Uh, feedback about rocket launchers needing more love has been passed to the team. Another forums link. Can they shoot through Titan bubbles? That's the love they truly need. No, no. A Titan <laughs> bubble. No, I will say this. A Titan bubble is supposed to be an impenetrable wall. Okay. It is Except not supposed to be rocket launchers. No, Although no, it, no. it would ruin everything the, the frozen clan stands for. So yeah, no, no, it should not be taken down by a rocket launcher. Uh, feedback that exotic should be able to have anti-champion mods have been heard. Yes, please. I don't think you got what he was saying about shooting through the bubble. No, he didn't, yeah. and that's okay. No. Okay, no, he oh, meant you, from you, the inside out, inside oh. out, inside out. Yes, 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 yes. 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 We don't want the but we don't want the rockets coming in, but we also want to shoot out. Right. You know, and, and you're right because like vandals and and undying mines, they can shoot through their shields. Why can't we? Right? Mm-hmm. Stupid. We're face. too powerful. We're too powerful. That's, that's mm-hmm. a simple answer. How forges work now? Having the forges all collapse into a single playlist helps matchmaking times. Uh, with all players on one node, you won't have to wait to be match made or go in alone. They'll continue to monitor the feedback over how Black Armory content could be improved, forge rotations included. They've also been collecting feedback on affinities, how they currently work, and what players would like to see. It is another forum link. See Respawn's previous moaning about that topic for all your in-depth uh, affinity right. moaning. <laughs> I can't even remember which episode that is. All just, of them. Yeah, all just, of, From Shadowkeep onward. Just, yes, just listen to every episode. Yes. It's one of those. Yes. So this week, I've put a couple of discussion points in for us to talk about. <laughs> so we've been crashed again by another person, Dragon Sin M. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, he uh, was kind enough to mention us on his YouTube channel, which is called uh, Dragon Sin M Space Gaming. Which Respawn has go. definitely watched. He can tell us all about the great content there. <laughs> No, just Dragon, tell us about your content. <laughs> I was well, going to say, <laughs> I have not watched it. I actually just sent out an apology video because I didn't record a game yesterday because it was down. Well, not yesterday. Okay. Sorry, I work night shift, and so my days are completely messed up. Friday, the game was down. And then yesterday, I had something with my wife that I had to take care of. But no, I actually just recorded a video just before I actually asked Respawn if he was going to get on. But I mainly do PvP and stuff like that, and it's just something that I've had a lot of fun with. Nice. But I think I started just... I started on PS4. Yeah. And my first video ever was about six months ago. Okay. And I switched to PC... About three months ago, actually, 
and I've been playing M and K, and so I've been getting better and better. Still can't match Mountaintop when Respawn has it on, but that's a different story. Yes, but when you started complaining about the Mountaintop, I swapped you, it off for a scout rifle. Off, and I took off Ace of Spades. You see, this this is your moment, because you could tell us anything you want about playing him, because neither one of you recorded it, so there's no proof of any of it. <laughs> yeah, the only, the only proof is the eight, score yeah. that, that's, that's, that's online, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was 25 <laughs> to 8. It was pretty embarrassing. Yeah. You still got to come in here and told. But you to know, be fair, no, no, listen, so listen, 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 listen. Let me give him credit where credit is due. Okay, when it comes to hand cannons, the boy is magic, right? <laughs> That's why I had to swap to a scout rifle to keep the distance between us, right? And yeah. he's he made the same mistake that y'all kept yelling at me for. He plays hunter like he's a titan man. He tries to rush up on you and kill you. And I'm just chilling in the back, letting him come towards me and pop him as he's running at me. Whoa, you know? whoa, whoa. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so, so you're let me get this right. You're you're playing a hunter, and you're sitting back from your opponent and mm -hmm. shooting them with guns at distance. I hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, if wow, what what an interesting and innovative way to play hunter. Mm -hmm. I never, I never <laughs> would have considered that before. But um. That that's only because I didn't have the mountaintop. If I had the mountaintop, I'd be rushing like an idiot. So, <laughs> and because there were no big scary titans there to you know smash you into a wall. Yeah. You've just joined us, Dragon. At our discussion points. So we were talking about pinnacle rewards last week, and how our discussion last week was on the upgrade materials not being available from PvP, and we were saying that it's oh. a bit of a shame that. You have to go into PVE activities like the Nightfall to farm over and over again to get those materials and how in PVP it's not available. And I said I was listening to the Last Word podcast with Lord Cognito and Ivontis, and Cognito pointed out that apart from Iron Banner, there are no pinnacle rewards in PVP. So you don't get anything for reaching a certain rank in Valor or Glory, and you don't get one for resetting your rank. And it's strange that it all centers around PVE activities and none for the PVP side. Um, and they also said, pointed out on the last word podcast the fact that that the only solo pinnacle chase is in the Iron Banner. Everything else you have requires basically a fire team, unless you're like a super PVE god, uh, looking at you esoteric and can solo the dungeons, the nightmare hunts, and things like that. So, what do you guys think? Well, actually, I discovered. Heard this point on a couple other podcasts that I listened to, and I think that's why they've brought Iron Banner back so many because it's coming again next week, mm. and that's why they've brought it back because it's the only PvP activity that actually gives anything. Like it doesn't even give anything useful; it's just the pinnacle. But yeah. people like me, where they play the game a lot, but they don't care to get to that high-ranking number of nine or yeah, nine sixty. They don't care, so they don't play Iron Banner. And that's the only reason that people would really play Iron Banner, because at this point, it's very frustrating to go up against someone that's like a thousand light level when you're only like 962. Yeah. But they should have put it at like resetting your rank, at least. You should have got like one of the golf balls. Mm -hmm. uh, for doing all of that, that's quite a grind to reset your rank, even when it's not a you know buffed event i mean i think most iron banners it's like a two times xp isn't it or a three time at the weekend mm -hmm. that's actually you how think, i got my red bricks last season yeah it should be something like that 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 helps the pvp play i mean i'd, I'd play a lot more pvp if i could go in there and know 
I, I, we were saying last week we'd play a lot more comp if comp was a way to actually get those materials to drop. If you won a game, you've got a chance of getting enhancement cores, enhancement shards, and like the golf balls. That would be a way of keeping people in the comp and keeping it, you know, a bit more populated. But not having anything, and the same with the pinnacle rewards only being available in Iron Banner, it seems they've they've kind of just made sure everything is PVE focused. Mm-hmm. And I don't really mind that to a certain extent because I play tons of PvP, but I don't mind, say, getting my friend and my wife together and we do the Nightfall, the ordeal, but he hasn't been grinding enough, so he's not up to the 950 level yet. I've been screaming yeah. at him for weeks now. <laughs> but no, so I don't actually mind it being a lot of PvE gives that stuff, but I wouldn't mind if PvE did give it even just a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat. There's... Other than honestly, other than doing the, you know, I, I can't even call it a grind this season. My recluse afternoon and getting that done. <laughs> Lunas, I I keep thinking I'll go back and and you know oh, work gosh. on Lunas, which I'm like halfway to ish. But again, there's just not the motivation there to really get the gun. And the not forgotten, I just don't care about. And nor am I going to subject myself to that. There's yeah, not a whole lot of reason See, to no, no. play. I, I wish we did record yesterday because Dragon Sim had a lot of really good points for the not forgotten slash Lunas Howl. And the nerf for the recluse. So but, he's got a but, lot of opinions about that. But you didn't, and, and no one loves points. you, so you yeah. don't get to record But it. no, there, there was something about um, about the uh, Lunas Howl and Not Forgotten that I didn't know. And that's the, even though the Not Forgotten has more range, I didn't know that it actually suffered with, what was it, stability? And... Uh, let me go ahead and pull it up. So the Not Forgotten, uh, let me pull up Dim, because I actually have that up right now. So on Dim, the Not Forgotten has a range of 74, a stability of 61, and a handling of 32. The Luna's Howl has a range of 47, stability of 79, and a handling of 42. So it has 10 more stability and 10 more handling. With that, it actually makes it a more usable gun than Not Forgotten. Yeah. So I thought that that was pretty cool. So if you're grinding for the Not Forgotten, why? (laughs) <laughs> like my idiot self other than just uh collect it you know it doesn't seem like as good a gun it's meant to be better on pc though isn't it because of the stability issues and the range mm-hmm. lunas i would definitely say console players have a lot more of a handle on it because of the stability and the handling not forgotten i mainly use it because it just has a more comfortable feel to it but uh lunas how definitely has that more you feel like you can make impossible shots. And the thing is, is the range actually isn't all that different. Due to the range nerf, all hand cannons are capped at 28 meters for the damage falloff. And so if you have Ace of Spades and a Spare Rations with no range perks, their damage or damage falloff should be completely different because it has like a 30 range difference they actually only fall off at 25 and 28. That's it. That's like two steps forward. Hmm. So yeah, that. (laughs) So what I was saying about the the pinnacle rewards, I know that they're not there, but it would have been nice to have those pinnacle rewards and pinnacle or the upgrade materials available in PvP. And maybe it should be something that Bungie look at next season of implementing just for people that just want to, pvp their way through because it it i know you were saying that you go into the nightfalls and 
and do the the audio stuff to get the the materials to drop but it would just be nice that you could play pvp and just get those automatically from completing the game and then being able to upgrade your armor rather than having to worry about going into the nightfalls that's all i was kind of saying really mm-hmm. so the other topic that i wanted to discuss that i'd heard on many podcasts was the vex invasion final assault this week oh the- gosh <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. I'm <laughs> about it. Hey, 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 we're trying to be kid friendly here. I'm very That's frustrated what... about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this so is that coming from wasn't, what that I, wasn't a thing. The irony is I... not lost on me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we had the final assault go live this week, and many people in the community have publicly said that they were disappointed. And as I was saying, a few podcasts have mentioned that a lot of the community thought that Bungie would bring back like the Destiny 1 legendary hand cannon, the Imago Loop. Loop. Yeah, which was from the boss in the Undying Mind Strike in Destiny 1. And I'll link a poundish video for that if anybody's interested in what the Imago Loop looked like and what it did. But it wasn't the case. And again, pointed out on the Last Word podcast, the Final Assault doesn't have a pinnacle reward, even though the Festival of the Lost did have one. We've transitioned from... The normal Vex invasion, we've gone to the final assault, and then there's nothing for you to kind of chase. And the other thing that was mentioned from the community that was the final assault um, had been put on the season calendar, and it's just as lackluster as the arc week that didn't have any spark. And I wasn't really particularly fussed about it. I mean, the only thing that is in the back of my mind is that there's a, a triumph that says that you have to take down that boss without activating any of the other nodes. And I was trying to figure out with blue screen from the clan how you would take him down on that first node. And the only thing I could think of was having six golden gun celestial nighthawk hunters all shoot him at the same time. But now it's got a little bit more difficult with the rotating shield on that boss because you don't get the other boss anymore. So that was the only thing that I was thinking of for the final assault. But then listening to all these other people say that they were frustrated that this was on the roadmap and it wasn't as prevalent and as dramatic as they led us to believe was frustrating people then but then they've come out on the this week at bungie and said that this is kind of baby steps towards something but they're not going to reveal what it is just yet and i was just wondering i didn't know we were going to have guests this week but i was just wondering what respawn and parody thought about the final assault but dragon you can go first if you like okay um i played destiny one and I had a lot of fun with it playing with my wife. It was the second FPS game that I had ever played in my life. Call of Duty 2 uh, Black Ops 2 was my first ever. And I started playing that at 17. I'm 20, 20 years old now. Or 21, almost. And now that's only a couple years. So Destiny being my second one was my absolute favorite. It was the only game that I could play pve and pvp and have fun on both and that still holds true in destiny 2 the thing is is i never got the imago loop in destiny 1 so when i heard that it was coming back the boss the undying mind i was very very excited because there were a couple things coming through my head it's it's like i can get this gun now when i could never get it in d1 and that's kind of where i fell off on the whole i was sad because there was an i rarely play it anyway it's just repetitive it's not fun and i was hoping that they'd at least change up where to go for it but it was it's just a little frustrating that number one the map stayed the same number two the mechanics stayed the same so we didn't even have to learn anything new and i can just go through it even with the undying mind and just i can watch a youtube video 
and completely just black out on the game and I can still run through it and maybe one or two phase the boss. Anybody else? I thought it was pointless. You know, I mean, let me elaborate. The hype, the whole building of the portal, the whole everything. I thought it was going to be so much more involved than that, you know? Are we going to get invaded? Are we going to walk through and invade somebody else? Are we going to be teleported to a place where the dying mind is trying to repair himself? I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting. But what I do know is that somebody's typing really loud on their keyboard, Dragon. And the other thing that I know is that <laughs> and the other thing that I know is uh, they took you to the same place that we've been going for the Vex Offensive. And you did the exact same thing with a different boss that wasn't even as hard to kill. And I can't help but think there's something else that we're missing. Maybe that was just the start to something else, right? That was, we've killed the undying mind. Now, later on, something else is going to happen. And that's really going to be the Vex Offensive or the, the, the final assault. I don't know. But if that's all that there is, what the hell, Bungie? You remember back last season when we had Solstice of Heroes? Yeah. And we had to go to uh, Mars, didn't we? And we had to complete so many different objectives. As a community, we had to kill so many Hive. We had to do the strike so many times. We had to do so many waves of escalation protocol. And they kept a long list of how well we did. And in most cases, we, the, as a community, we overdid those numbers and they were really pleased. Maybe this is a kind of secret objective that they'll suddenly get to. Maybe not this week coming up in this week at Bungie because you guys have got a holiday. I don't know what that is. Um, but maybe the following week they'll go, ah, this is what you've done. This is what you know, you've accomplished and now it's opened this up. But you know they like to keep their cards close to the chest, don't they? Well, that's just it. Whenever we have good content, they go quiet, right? Whenever we're having issues, they're talking a lot. But with this, they didn't mention a whole lot with the whole final assault. So I'm hoping that something along the lines of what you're saying is correct. I want that to be the case so bad. Because if this is all that we have, I don't I don't know what the buildup was for then. Man. Or did did we as a community make a big deal out of it just because we saw a portal? You know, is it our fault for hyping ourselves up? I'm not entirely sure. All I know is that it's it's not what it should have been for the time that we had to wait watching this daggum portal being built. You know? I mean and and then the way that they phrased it, kill the undying mind in every timeline. I was thinking, okay, we, we go here, we kill him, like in his first form, like when he was first starting out. And then when that boss does, we go to like a phase two in a different place where he's a little stronger. And then after that, you know, maybe we go to a phase three somewhere else and he's got like ads around him and he's even stronger. S some kind of evolving combat system is what I was expecting, not what we got. <laughs> so Osiris shows up and says, come with me if you want to live. And then you go into something. the next timeline and fight him again. Something, yeah. Ikora's popping portals open for us so we can jump from one to the other. I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what I was expecting, but this wasn't it. <laughs> it's just eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's sort of what I'm hoping is I'm hoping that again, because we're gonna have another three season arc and they're saying, you know, what this is actually gonna build on itself. I'm hoping this is the you know, this is this is our first intro movie. We're, we're introducing the characters, we're seeing how things go, we're starting our storyline. The next season is going to be that awkward middle part of the trilogy where we don't really complete anything. We maybe, you know, ramp up the drama a little bit. And then the third season will be where we actually get some closure to things. 
So I'm hoping maybe this is the start of something. But I, I logged into the game like you know Wednesday afternoon, walked down to Ikora, assuming there would be a portal there. There would be something to activate from there. And I'm going, what do you mean it's not done yet? You guys missed your time. You're over budget. This project is running long. There should be a portal here. I want to open the Chapa Eye. I want to go visit the Ori. I want to live in the Stargate world because there's obviously a Stargate crossover coming. No, there isn't. <laughs> so really, yeah, I, I was a little disappointed that it's just the same activity with a different boss. Now, I mean, although tonight Demon's Point, I mean, I've played it, I don't know, I, I've been working on my Undying title this season. So I've played a lot of X Offensive, both, you know, sort of before and as this came out. And I'm like, okay, it's the same thing. We, we haven't one-phased the boss yet. I, by we, I mean me and my band of five blueberries, but, but I've gotten really close a couple times. So I think this boss may be easier, either easier to one-phase or just I was with teams that were working together more. I don't know. You can, you can really tell when there are people, you know, f- full rounds, like people like me going, hi, I'm here to farm kills for, you know, whatever. I think I played a game where, you know, five out of six of us had bows. Clearly, we're all going for our bow kills. So it's like, all right, as long as we all understand that we're here to get bow kills, I hopefully that last guy isn't trying to actually, you know, get through this into a speed run because that's not going to happen. So I, I, I appreciate that it is, a, it is a farmable thing. And I've sort of jumped in with groups just again, just randomly that seem to sort of be on the same pace of we're just working on, on things for our title. I'm here to work on whatever kill this is with, you know, whatever weapon type I have. But yeah, the, it, it all being, you know, being a whole final assault thing. Honestly, the altar of sorrow seems more like a final assault than this vex offensive thing, where you're actually, you know, people right? are actually assaulting you and trying to go from one place to the other. This is just the same activity with a different boss. So I'm hoping it's leading to something because this goes away at the end of the season. So I'm hoping it's taking us somewhere, but we'll see what the what the next season has for us. Hey, see, have you got any or thoughts? E- or even if it was like a dungeon. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but even if it was like a dungeon yes, type did. scenario, you know, I didn't. Shush. Something better would have been better. I haven't hopped into Destiny this week. Well, I think I have one, so I just ran a couple ways with Escalation, which does board. But I didn't hop into the next offensive final assault just because everyone uh, wasn't impressed by it, and I just didn't really feel like doing it. Okay. Fair enough. I think it's probably building to something. Hopefully, I don't think they would have. I'm hoping that they would have learned by the mistakes of Arc Week, not putting putting something on the roadmap and not having it have an impact on how the story goes. I think this is going to be leading up to that moment of Luke Smith saying, "You have to be there when this happens," and hopefully, it's not like Fortnite that you have to be on the servers at a specific time because of time zones. But hopefully, it's going to be you have to be. In a, you know, a various, you know, maybe a 12 hour window, be there at that specific time to see something happen or be involved in something that's happening. Hopefully it's something like that. All right. So artifact reworking with the new season coming, we should be getting a new artifact with new mods. So the question is, are the anti-barrier overload and unstoppable mods going away? And if they are, how are Bungie going to deal with the nightfalls and the raid enemies who rely on these mods to combat them? Uh, the Destiny Community podcast have suggested that new mods with different mechanics could be added. What do you guys think? I think it would be great if it became a subclass perk, especially the weakening void grenades. That's that's the only thing I really care about, if I'm being no, honest. No, no, we're talking about anti-barrier, overload, and unstoppable. Oh, those. Those yeah. enemies yeah, in the... Those... 
they're, yeah, they're integral to your raids. They're integral to the nightfalls at the moment. Right. right I know right, we've right, only right. had only had a certain amount of nightfalls rotated in, and some mm. of them haven't appeared as nightfalls, but some of them, maybe it will be something that's unlocked permanently. But I believe they were saying that we would have a new artifact with new mods every season. Maybe I maybe I misheard that. I don't know. No, no, the artifacts are supposed to change every season. That's correct. Yeah, the artifacts will definitely change. But yeah, unless they're going to take the Garden of Salvation away and the moon ordeals, you know, the moon but strike away, I, you have was... to have those mechanics in the game still. Otherwise, you have no way to combat these things unless your weapons that you already have the mods on, you keep those on and those carry over. And those are the only guns you can use against the anti barrier uh, stuff no, for next season. You're overlooking but, the obvious here. But I'm assuming right? those those get pulled when the the artifact gets pulled but i don't know how the, how those mods work i'm telling you how it's probably going to happen mark my words on this you don't know right now know. it's on out yet. right now it's on out yet. you don't know it's on submachine guns and auto rifles right next artifact mm -hmm. mod is probably going to have it on scout rifles and pulse rifles or or hand or, or whatever else right as the mods rotate the oh, weapons you can put on. these anti-barrier rounds on are also probably going to rotate in order okay. to forcefully shift the metas yeah, so we're probably going to have the same mods, but just apply to different weapon classes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it's not funny. Oh, it's, it's very funny. funny. It's Dragon, funny. what do you reckon? <laughs> uh, I'm actually with uh, Respawn on this. I think it's going to shift the weapons. Wow. That's amazing. AZ? Um, yeah, Um. one thing I'm... I wonder if you could apply it to power weapons next season. That'd be kind of cool to see that make power ammo more Ooh. reliable. Yeah, but oh. do you not think that applying something like the anti-barrier or the overload, or even unstoppable on a sniper rifle or a scout rifle, is just going to make the game easy mode because you can just stand back and pepper them with yeah. whatever and take those enemies down really quickly. I think the whole fact of making it auto rifles and submachine guns is you have to be up close, and there's a lot of and hand cannons and hand cannons and hand cannons. Yeah. You know, you've got to be relatively close, so there's a lot of danger in being that close to the enemies and doing nightfalls and raids with those mechanics. It's you know adds that little bit of element of something could go wrong, and generally does. An hour and a half to do a nightfall old will just saying. <laughs> yeah, but all the enemies have ranged attacks anyway, so it's not much different, you know? I mean, yeah, if you're going to hang back and pop somebody with a sniper or a scout, they're going to pop you too, you know? And if they add the anti-barrier uh, rounds and stuff to the sniper rifles and scout rifles, they could also make it have a big fall-off damage to where you have to be within a certain range to use it. Yeah, but then what would be the point, though? So mm -hmm. that that's where the balance. So that way you can apply. Maybe maybe that. You know, or maybe they're not going to put it on weapons next season at all. Maybe it's going to be applied to a melee. That would be interesting because then you could combine <laughs> it with the melee ability, and that would break the game. Just run a Titan. Yes. Just run a, you need to shut your mouth. Titan Masterclass. Season, <laughs> season of the Dawn. Season of Titans. You guys are probably gonna get to it later, but response probably not gonna like the movie of the week this week for Bungie. Response not gonna what? The you movie know. of the week for Bungie. <laughs> no. Response doesn't look at those. Come on now. Titan, yeah. It is well, a Titan. It is a Titan. I usually don't. 
Respawn doesn't, you know, listen to the podcast. He's not going to look at a video somewhere. Come on now. I listen to the <laughs> podcast when I'm mowing the lawn or traveling on a plane. Sometimes. So, do you not think that the the champion, well, the yeah, the champions and the enemies are going to change slightly and have different uh, shields? Maybe, maybe it'll be like a cabal style shield that you know you have to destroy. And there's a new mod that then would take that away and and things like that because it's moving into solar maybe it's going to be more themed around the solar nightfalls and maybe the champions and that will just kind of disappear from the raid maybe that's something they've built in to take those out or change the shields on those do you not think that possibly could happen no i absolutely think that's possible i just don't think it's likely okay yeah i think them changing what weapons it's it's going to be applied to is more likely than shifting in the entire game in, in a matter that you're talking about. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's not possible because Bungie did say that the game is going to continuously change and it's going to be on rotations and this and that and the other. So what you're saying could absolutely happen. I just don't think it's likely at this stage in the development. Okay. Any other takers on this? No, moving on. So we have had an email question from one of our listeners, right. from Cody, who asks... I got this. If y'all were to nerf one weapon, what weapon would it be and how? Just makes me curious. I enjoy your podcast so much. Cody, smiley face, hashtag respawn is life, literally. I like this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know you like this guy, but do you want to explain to this guy that you don't want to answer his question? You want to change his I do, question. I do want to. Okay. So for yourself, yes, but everyone else has it. to answer it. I'll answer it. But but here's, 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 my, here's my caveat, right? I don't believe any weapon as it stands needs to be nerfed. But if I had to nerf something, I would say the weapons with explosive rounds. Because, hold on, because if that same weapon doesn't have explosive rounds at that range, it doesn't even hit the target. But if you have explosive rounds, you hit the target. So magically, a bullet with an explosion on it travels further than the other bullets. And that is cool, but it makes no damn sense. <laughs> so explosive rounds needs to have the fall off of the round. If, if, if the bullet doesn't hit that far without explosive rounds, it shouldn't hit that far with explosive rounds. And okay. that's how I view it. You so know? how are you nerfing it? By by making the bullet fall off with explosive rounds match the bullet that it's attached to, right? Okay. So if a hand cannon fall off is at 35 meters or whatever, right? Now after that, you get either reduced damage or no damage at all. The same should be applied for the explosive rounds. Well, the explosive rounds should still hit the same damage because it, it's an explosion. That doesn't matter how far you are. The explosion is the same. But if the bullet can't hit the target at a certain range, the, the explosion shouldn't go off, period. Dragon's got something to add to that. Then what about timed payload? It's certainly close to the same thing. Then it should have the same thing, right? If the bullet can't reach the target without the explosive rounds, it shouldn't reach the target with it. No, but that's the thing with timed payload, which is what makes it a very good PvP weapon. And I think that's what Dragon's alluding to, is that you can still get the shot at a range, and mm -hmm. because it's kind of embedded in you, it explodes later and gives you a, a, you know, a damage tick that later on. And that's so fine. how would you nerf you know, that? If if the bullet can hit the target, th that's what I'm saying. The nerf should be applied to the round itself. If well, it the is. That's, cannot it, hit, if the bullet does. cannot hit the target at a certain range, right, then 
it shouldn't apply explosive damage, either time payload or explosive rounds, because the bullet never hit the damn target. No, but it right? does. That's what the, the, the weapon perk does. You can still hit the target, and the time payload will go off later. I don't, I don't think you're listening to me, right? I get what you're saying, Respawn. Tie it so to the bullet. If the bullet hits, <laughs> you do the damage for the explosion. Even if it only hits for one damage, right? Even if the bullet only hits for one damage, you should get the full damage for the explosion because it made it to the target. But if the bullet doesn't make it to the target, meaning the target is too far, not because you whiffed it over his head or whatever, but if they're too far and the bullet physically doesn't make it to the target, then it shouldn't do any explosive damage. The problem is with explosive payload, you can be on literal other sides of the map with a hand cannon, and that explosive round will still hit the target, even if the bullet doesn't. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Tie the explosive damage or tie the explosive effect to the bullet actually hitting the target. That's what I'm saying. So if I was to nerf one weapon, the weapon that I would choose is the Yotun. And specifically in pvp now i don't mind the yotan i don't mind using it i don't mind actually getting killed with it <clears throat> but when that thing tracks you round a wall round the tree and over the top of a, a block that's when i have an issue so i think i would nerf the tracking part of it over I'm, the I'm mountain quite... and through the woods yeah, exactly <laughs> that thing Mm-hmm. You you can see somebody, you could be shooting them, see they're charging up a Yotun, run away, and that damn thing will follow you like it's like it's ridiculous in some cases. Like so I you think owe that, it money. Yes. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> so that's think... totally agreed. You can't run away from it. You can you can go to the left or the to the right quickly. Like if you jump up or you fall down quickly or even dodge to the left or right, it'll miss you. But if you're trying to run away, you're sleeping. Yeah, if you're if you're you're running, then that thing is absolutely going to track you, and that is that's pretty funny with with what you're saying. I I think the tracking on it is the the only thing that I'd nerf in PvP because I understand that it's a fusion rifle. I understand that the one shot damage on it, sort of, but I I think the tracking on it is way too strong for what it is. And when you go into a comp match, even at a lower skill you see a lot of people rocking the Yotun because they just want to get that one kill and they're out of there. And then they can pick up loads of ammo for it. I'm not, you know, I'm not opposed to them picking up loads of ammo, but what I would like is the chance to actually engage with that opponent and be able to get away if I know that it's happening. So that's what I'd do. Parody? Uh, I'm going to preface this with just, usually whatever gun I want nerfed is whatever I'm being killed with in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but but overall, and, and Yotun is definitely high on that list, but I think I'm going to give some special love to the Arintil FR4 this week because I think it's the Arintil FR4. It's just, it's so quick. It it shoots with the speed of a shotgun. Like you see the guy, like you almost, you almost know the charge is coming because you're not dead instantly. But a second later, as you turn to run or turn to move, you're dead. You're just, you're, you're zapped by that thing. You're vooped away what? and your life is over. It's so, got a long charge time, though. What are you talking about? Uh, not what's, is, or maybe maybe some of these folks that can you know pre-charge this air until really quickly. Because I'm just yeah, I, I, I've just been like, you know hunted down and murdered by this thing. So it hits hard, it hits fast. So the air until is on my list this week because <laughs> you know I, you know Yotun I was thinking about too, which is also what prompted my would you turn in your Yotun for something better question? Because I think if they bring you know Galahorn and or Dragon's Breath back into the game with the Yotun with all these other things. We're getting into that, you know, exotic weapon, super powerful creep again, which, you know, they introduce super powerful guns and then have to nerf them immediately. 
So actually, I'm going to say, let's nerf the Galahorn immediately if you bring it back into the game. <laughs> that's that's my new pick. We're nerfing the Galahorn because you bring it in, it's going to be the one gun again, and we're going to be right back where we started. So is uh, it going to be LFR for Galahorn? Yeah, it's not going to do anything different than what the truth already does. Truth, no, but is it is it going to be the Wolf Pack or the Wolf Pup rounds? Which which version are we going? <laughs> oh, that's true. I see. Given if they're bringing it back, it's going to be the full on Wolf Pack rounds. We're, we're we're not going to live from our whisper of the worm. We're going to bring the full thing back at full power. So how would you nerf it then? Uh, by not putting it in the game at all. We, we've had that gun. Give us a different <laughs> gun. Fair enough. I mean, I mean, that's how I would do it. I mean, honestly, I would say limit the wolf pack rounds. You know, it's okay. just you know, give it the give it the wolf pack run rounds and give it a you know like two or three rockets as opposed to what five or six or the swarm that it would give you before. So less of a wolf, like maybe some sort of like cat pack or dog pack. <laughs> AZ, have you got one that you can think of that you'd like to be nerfed, and how would you nerf it? I don't know what I would like to nerf. I haven't played Destiny a lot in the last week, so... Okay. So, so much like me, you're not tilted by anything. Until you play again, get murdered by the same thing over and over again. Unless you play against Dragon, done. then if that's the case, I would nerf the, the Ace of Spades. <laughs> Dragon. <laughs> again? Dragon, what would you nerf, and how would you oh, nerf gosh. it? So two things that I've already been hating are already getting nerfed, uh, Recluse and One-Eyed Mask. So I'm glad about those getting nerfed. The one thing that I would nerf right now that I absolutely cannot stand, fast-firing pulses. Nerf their range. Make it so it's like the hand cannon where the drop-off is faster after a certain point. Because I have a pulse that this guy got a 40... It's a blue pulse. 47 kills any game with it from absolutely just abominable ranges. <laughs> it's the PSI Cirrus 2. Okay. It has range. Is that, that a is blue one? Almost, yeah, it's blue. <laughs> the, this, this is the sound of Night Demon writing this down because he's going to farm for this thing this week. You can he's get it right out of the I can get it out of my collection. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. I was like, well, you know, see, you're going to have 16 of these by the time we record next week because the, the one in your collection will not be good enough. You will find the, the absolute best one. The blue, blues don't, you know, roll. You will find it a way. Has, it has auto loading holster. So if you have that and a hand cannon, as soon as you switch to the hand cannon, kill an enemy, switch back to this, it's already loaded. The thing is, is its range is terrible but it can hit to absolute max ranges because it fires so quickly. That's the problem with these things. They're meant to be used close range. But the thing is, is you can still use them at far ranges because you can just shoot so fast. And I absolutely just can't stand it. When something shoots at a range where it looks like it shouldn't, that's what I don't like. This is the thing. It's no longer kind of like the Ace of Spades. <laughs> no, Ace of Spades has like 86 range. It should fire and hit far. Uh, something that should be buffed is uh since we're talking about exotics is the uh the the healing hand cannon, three shot burst pulse rifle hand cannon. No one tell them what it's, no, don't tell them what it's called. Come on. Uh, we have to uh, it's, no, it's no fun. Whatever <laughs> whatever that one is. I can't remember the He name. hasn't even heard me, see? No. See exactly. That's what I'm saying. No, I heard so you. I just ignore him. Uh, the pulse rifle hand cannon? Yeah, the pulse rifle hand cannon that heals. Pulse oh. rifle hand cannon is crimson. I don't use it. 
Well, that, that's because right now it sucks, but it's no got max range and max impact, and it should be hitting way harder, way further than what it actually does. Not the <laughs> Lumina. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is the hand cannon you're talking about has 93 range. Ace of Spades has 86. Yeah, no, I get, I get that. But what I'm saying is, with it having 93 range, especially with the Catalyst, right? Mm-hmm. That thing, I should be cross-mapping people. And even when people are standing right in front of me, it's like I'm shooting spitballs at them. And that's not... Why? Why? Is You're it not so- using it properly. That's what that is. Well, actually, it's the gun. It Thank you. It shoots Don't tell three that. bullets. No, no, he's not completely right. But the reason why it sucks so bad is because it has three bullets. And so on those three bullets, every single bullet has damage drop-off. So instead of having it go down like five, it goes down 15, five on each shot. So that's what makes it different. So, from so they nerf it per bullet, but they don't give you the damage per bullet. You know how like when you tag somebody with like a Duke and it does what, 90 damage mm-hmm. on that one round? Well, if you're going to have a triple firing hand cannon with that range and impact, each round should do like 70 damage. Just ta ta ta. That's it. Oh, gosh. That's one shot to kill. That's one burst. I don't see the problem. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's like taking Recluse, buffed, yeah. Yeah. 100% of the time on a hand cannon. Yeah. Again. I don't see that. how your mind works. <laughs> how do you guys deal with that? Nobody, nobody can understand <laughs> how his mind works. Don't even go there. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Yeah, all right. Uh, is that everybody? Do we all go through? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I oh. think we did. Yeah. What about Craig? Craig gets no opinion. Craig is a strong, silent type. <laughs> all right, moving on. So, tips, tricks, guides, and builds. As this weapon is getting a buff next season, it might just be worth picking it up, especially now that we know that solar will be a thing next season, and this weapon happens to be solar. Also, this might help with the first impressions quest this season, in which you have to get machine gun final blows, which is a thousand, solar final blows, which is one thousand five hundred, and points scored ten thousand. And the weapon we're talking about is the Xenophage quest. Now, Blue Screen was very kind in helping me go and acquire this weapon this week, and I was a bit apprehensive and a bit dubious about actually doing it because of what I'd heard about how bad the weapon was. But you know. It's not a bad weapon, to be honest, and it's probably worth your grind. You know, it's it's quite a quick and easy quest if you follow these steps, and we've got it mapped out for you this week. So, the steps are, interact with the statues near the pyramid to start the quest, so that's in the portal where Eris normally hangs out. Light the six plates at the Anchor of Light. Complete the four puzzles at the end of the K1 Lost Sectors on the moon. Find the hidden switch in the Pit of Heresy dungeon. Find the hidden orb later in the bit of heresy in the dungeon to open a secret room. Defeat the secret boss, Volmar, the tempted, and then return to Eris. So as I said, we've got these steps mapped out for you. And some of the things that I kind of found out when I was working with Blue in a fire team that we found that worked as a fire team, you could do one one person could do one thing and it would unlock for the rest of the team. To begin the Xenophage quest, head to Eris's main location on the moon. You'll want to head to the area next to the pyramid. If the portal by Eris isn't around to take you there, then you have to get there on foot. So what you have to do is head to Sorrow's Harbour, then go north through the gates of the keep. 
There is a path on the left-hand side. There's a, a door that's kind of all spiky. If you take that and you continue along it until you reach the Enduring Abyss area that come up on your screen. Now, just go a little bit further down the corridor and you'll see a lantern of sorts on the ground. Just beyond it and up and right in the wall is a path where you can jump up and you can find where we're talking about. So if you kind of look along just slightly up, there's a little ledge that you can jump up. If you continue going through that, you'll reach the area that we're talking about where the portal normally brings you. And there are four statues to the sides, two on the left and two on the right. And now these statues are very reminiscent of the Taking King, where we had to do dunking balls if you've kind of done that to get into the raid for the Taking King in Destiny 1. If not, don't worry, you don't have to do any of that here. All you have to do is light them. Now you can interact with them and it says emerge from darkness it's prompted on your screen and it lights up and you'll get kind of green flames. And the aim is to light all four at the same time. And it's one of those puzzles that if you click on one, the other one will turn off. So you have to do it in a certain order. And I'm not sure whether it's random, but you should be able to interact with them anti-clockwise. So do the closest one on the right first, then the furthest right, then round furthest left, and then closest left. If that doesn't work, there are several other codes that on Destiny subreddit, um, and I'll link those in the show notes, will help you light them up. But it, if you play around with them, hopefully you should be able to get it to light up. When all four are lit up, you'll see a message saying you have emerged from the dark. Claim your path. And this will appear on your screen. And it'll cause a chest to spawn. And it's a chest that is near the static chest that's normally in that location. Open the chest up to receive the start of the Xenophage quest, the journey. And this is the first steps of, of which is named Emergence. So a tip for this, completing the lighting of the statues will complete this part for any member in the fire team who requires it as well. So just remember that both of you have to open the chest, but only one person has to do the lighting kind of thing. Next, you'll want to hit the anchor of light on the moon. Head to the northwest where you'll see some yellow buildings, including one with a large radio tower. Directly south of that is a smaller one with a doorway facing inside it. If you go inside there and around the corner, there's an orb located in there. And you'll need to take this orb and you need to take it to six locations and dunk it on these like um, plates that are sitting on the ground and you have to do it one after each other and you've got a minute in between each dunk before the orb disappears so yeah that's a bit of fun um, if you scope out the locations beforehand you should know exactly where you need to go and you'll have plenty of time so you'll know where you're going first and the locations are as follows there's one in the same room where you pick up the orb so this is the smaller building that's just below the, the radio tower if you leave the building and you head north, so that's up that little hill. Follow the path round to the right, and there's a more open area where you'll see that other crash tower, but you don't want that one. You want to kind of, as you go round to the right, veer round to the left, you'll see kind of a ledge on the hill directly to the left of you. You'll see a large fallen radio tower leaning against the hill. Underneath it is where the next orb needs to be deposited. The next one is if you look south, so you're facing the large saucer building in the middle of the area. Opposite that, on the ground, is a small yellow building. The next location is inside that. Head back to the northwest part of Anchor of Light to where the large radio tower is. And the next one is literally on the top of those radio towers. It's kind of in between the bars, just below the actual proper tower part of it. Um, you're kind of, if you jump up in the middle of it, 
at the back you should be able to see this plate sitting on one of the one of the beams that's in there and um and that's on the north side of the outer edge from there if you look north to see more yellow buildings on the ground there's a ramp leading up to one of them and on the top of that is the next location so that's don't go round to the right but it's just those buildings that you'll see a couple of fallen fighting on normally that's number five and then number six is head back to the other area where the giant saucer building was and it's on top of the giant saucer building so once you've done that the last position should show up on a, as a waypoint on your map or on your screen if you head back towards the radio tower where you first started at the top of the raised path on the left as you come round the corner there should be a final dunking place and you'll normally see two dregs hanging out there again if you're doing this as a fire team, only one member of the team needs to do the ball run for it to count for the whole team. You don't need to pick up anything extra after that. Activating this will give you the next part of the quest, which is Pathfinder. This is where you have to visit all four Moon K1 Lost Sector locations and solve a puzzle. And tip for this, if you're doing this step as a fire team, you can't split up and get the recognition for opening the chest in the individual locations that count for the team. So you'll all have to go to each Lost Sector as you go around so yeah it is it's we tried it we tried like one of us opening one in one location one of us opening another one and it didn't work so you all have to go to the same lost sector at the same time these puzzles are on the wall as you leave each lost sector via the route leading out sometimes these are doors that open after you kill the main boss of the lost sector so you may have to look around for open paths it won't be on the path that you took into the lost sector also a tip for this, you can bypass the boss in the Hellmouth Lost Sector as it's accessible via entering the main room. So as you go into the Lost Sector, you'll come out to this big air, open area and you'll go through this kind of um, fallen doorway. If you turn around and jump up onto the top of the fallen doorway, there's some pipes and some rocks above that. If you can get to the highest place that you can there and you look over to the right on the wall there, you should see that there's a glowing Kind of puzzle sitting on the wall and you can jump along the rock face to get to it without having to defeat the boss so that's quite easy to get to for that one to solve each puzzle you'll have to shoot the nine symbols so that they all end up matching the smaller one that's above it and apparently there are multiple combinations on how to get them all to match as shooting one might change three or four or just even one but thanks to spider on reddit here are a few of the following solutions so K1 communications, which is the anchor of light, you want to shoot bottom left, bottom right, center top, center top again, and then that should uh, reveal a chest for you. Next, you have the K1 logistics, which is Archer's line, which is center left, bottom left, center right, and then center. Again, that should reveal your chest. K1 revelation, which is Sorrow's Harbor, center right center left center 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 left center top center bottom center and last k1 crew quarters which is the hellmouth top right center left center center bottom center right center right center bottom center bottom and that's it once you've got all four pieces, that will complete your path fragments and you'll move on to the next stage of the quest, which is path uncovered. 
So this is where you have to visit the dungeon, the Pit of Heresy. And if you haven't already done it, you'll need to unlock it first before you can start exploring it. So visit Eris on the moon and she will give you a quest step called the Deepening Wake. You'll have to open a chest at tier three or above and defeat 20 nightmares at the Altar of Sorrow. And I will link a WoW guide for that in the show notes. So you'll also need to find a hidden switch in the dungeon so you could complete the first encounter with all the towers. You'll know what I'm talking about if you've been in there, which will then lead you onto a second area with a wall of doors on each side of the path. And I will link the Planet Destiny Encounters guide in the show notes for you. Or once you've entered the dungeon, you could cheese the first section and cheese forever has a good skip encounter guide that lets you bypass that first encounter so you don't have to open any of the towers to get to the door room you'll just be able to skip it by cutting through the map basically and doing this will get you to the next section without ogres and then onto the final boss without a darkness zone so pluses all around and this is what we did as a team once you arrive at the wall of doors there's a symbol in the hidden door that is up on the left as you walk in you should be able to notice that all the doors have hanging chains with symbols above them and the one that you want is the one without these so what you want to do is jump across to the side of these doors there's kind of little platforms that you can kind of jump in onto and go up as high as you can and then just go over to the left and it should be the first doorway on the left you should be able to see it from the first kind of platform that you walk out on and it's the one without the symbol if you go inside the door you'll find a symbol it's like a little hive circular symbol much like you've kind of found on the moon already at full times probably and it's in the bottom right in the darkness hold a select it and that will auto complete again for the whole fire team meaning that only one person needs to be brave at this point once you've done that you'll need to continue down into the pit of heresy until you reach the second encounter so this is where the ogres spawn normally and you have to duck in and out of caves if you once you come to that first area once you fall down if you go down the left hand side you'll come to a giant cavern on your left and out in the distance it's glowing green with a giant rib cage below and you should continue along the edge of the path and move down to the lower path where you should find a plate on the floor with some hive symbols on it activating it reveals platforms out into the abyss where you can jump on to collect an orb at the end now what you have to do is collect the orb and bring the orb back and take that orb back on the route that you came until you find a route on the right along here is a door which will have some glowing red hive symbols outside of it this is where you can dunk the orb in the two bowls on each side the door should open and this will lead you to a hidden room with the secret boss now if you've done the glitch in this area you will not need to fight anything but if you haven't used the glitch because you are pure of heart then you'll need to sneak around the ogres to get to the door and i think that you'll still be in a darkness zone when you complete the encounter so doing the cheese or the glitch getting you through the wall and, and things like that gives you no enemies in that area which then also doesn't give you the darkness zone but i believe you'll be stuck in a kind of darkness zone until you maybe complete the ogre encounter so maybe you want to do the ogre encounter and then go back and do this part which you can still do so this is the final part you have to go and defeat Volmir the Tempted. Now he's hanging out in this room. Um, he's got a couple of walkways that he's kind of hanging around on the top and there's kind of a bottom kind of pit area. Quite safe to walk around and you can go in there and explore and kill a couple of the enemies and things just to get your kind of bearings to start off with. 
in the room you'll notice there are four hive symbols in the room which relate to buffs that you can be given on your screen it's worth scoping out the room first as i said to find their locations and the orb that you need is in the center of the room on the top platform normally where volmer hangs out but you can pick up that orb safely from underneath the platform. So holding down the collect button and jumping up, you should be able to collect that orb without having to get into the enemy's position. There'll be some enemies running around like Thrall and things in the bottom part, but you should be able to safely jump up and collect that orb. Now, each player will be given a dread on the bottom left of their screen. This means that you'll be able to use the elements to do damage once you've taken the orb that corresponds to the hive symbol. Just stay with me on this one. <laughs> you then get vengeance for 30 seconds to do damage on the boss with that element. And the buff that you have also relates to the damage that you can dish out at this point. So this is what we're talking about once you see the element on the, your bottom screen. So you'll get a dread of something and it will correspond to an element. So you've got your void, you've got your solo, you've got your arc. And then you've got kinetic, which also counts in this room as well. So what you want to kind of do is try and make sure that you have at least one of each element to deal damage at a time, because you may get uh, you may get the same element over and over again, or you may get one of each. And it's a bit easier to kind of do damage to the boss if you've got everything kind of covered rather than waste 30 seconds not doing any damage, if you see what I mean. So as an example, a solar super, a void energy weapon and an arc heavy would keep you covered because you've got your kinetic as a as a bog standard kind of thing so the x or the star symbol is for fiery dread which is solar and this hive symbol is in the bottom back right of the room the a looking symbol is for abyssal dread which is void and this hive symbol can be found in the back left the ice cream cone shaped one is thunderous dread which is arc and this hive symbol can be found in the bottom front left the one with horizontal lines is neutral dread which is kinetic and this hive symbol is in the front right so taking the orbs to the symbols is individual and the dread that you get may not be the same as your teammates if you're working as a team if you put the orb in the wrong symbol it will say path unclear and your screen your screen will glow green. If you keep doing it, you'll eventually die. So don't do it. So hopefully that will explain what you need to do in that part of the dungeon. And if you repeat this until you slay Volmir, you can also leave the dungeon at that point and head back to Eris and she will give you the Xenophage. And that's it. Quest done. So I hope that helps anybody that's trying to figure this out or trying to get through as a team. There's a couple of little tips in there for you. Um, and now we move on to the rest of the tips, tricks, builds and guides. We have quite a few videos for everybody to have a look at. And the first one I want to go over kind of relieves me of some of the stress of trying to do this triumph. So, you know, this new boss that we've got at the end of the Vex offensive. Yep. You can yeet this boss off the map. And this is fantastic. Cheese Forever, he wasn't the original founder. I believe there was a couple of other people. But he shows you in the video, what you have to do is you get an enemy, one of the, like the Vex that are around the main boss, down to the point where you can do the special melee. You back away from them. You do your normal melee in a general area, but you, you swipe and miss. You run up to the boss, and then you push your you know your super melee 
and it will literally do the animation and push them off the map or fly them in a general direction. So if you hit it right, you can yeet that boss straight off the side of the map and get that achievement done or that triumph done. And you can do this in the raid. You can do, I've seen <clears throat> glitch tutorials also put a video out of soloing Morgath as a hunter and being able to push Morgath off the edge of the cliff. And yeah, I think it took him about three attempts to go around, kill a couple of enemies and then go back and he had to, every time he punches him, he kind of moves down a certain amount of steps towards that path at the end to then be pushed off. So I'll link those two videos. And then um, there is a video from Plundered the Booty with making Blade Barrage rain for days. Now he, I found it quite interesting with his video, he's put this build together to help anybody that's kind of moving into solar week in the next season and this doesn't rely on any of the mods that we currently have in the artifact so it it's mainly just basically on positioning and your gameplay with grenades and your throwing knife ability and pairing that with your subclass with the throwing knives and being able to charge up your super very very quickly so that's worth a watch if you're interested jarv has a season nine prep video so it's basically very similar to any of the other prep videos but if you're new to destiny it's something that you could look at uh you know farming materials for planetary and infusion stuff and holding onto bounties but jav takes you through that in the video and, and shows you roughly what you need to kind of do glitch tutorials also has another video on how to glitch into a hidden area in twilight gap so if you want to get the jump on people I think this is mainly for PC because there's some of this backward rolling hunter flip that you can kind of do when you're throwing your knives. Um, that may be something interesting that you like to do. Take a look at that one. Then Fallout Plays did a Mindbenders farm video at the beginning of the week because it's the best PvP shotgun in the game, according to him anyway. But in the video, he goes over a lot of tips and tricks to how to farm it. But then he did a follow-up video where he read the comments of a lot of his uh, viewers. And a lot of the comments started off with, you know, you should just main a Titan. You should just do this. You should do this. Because I think in the first video, he ragged on the Titans quite a lot. So there's two videos there on the Mindbenders farm that you could do if you're interested in getting that shotgun and what roles to look out for. And then Cheese Forever has a video on killing Zumak without orbs in the for a dungeon cheese. And this is using the swords that you can pick up from the outside and in the video he shows you that if you've got a warlock with a well or a, you could do it with a titan with a bubble you can use one of the abilities on the sword to damage Zumok or Zumok, whatever his name is and it will slightly take his health down but you're going to be there for a good 20-30 minutes doing this if you're doing it solo but if you've got to the, the boss to the point of he's got like minimal amount of health it may be worth doing it rather than trying to run around and get the orbs to um, damage him and then maybe wipe if he gets you with his flaming sword. Respawn, if only we knew that when we did the dungeon. Because <laughs> we would have two-faced him. But... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it could help if you want to solo him and you just want to stand back and throw the, now I know how to the sword at him a couple of times for a good hour. You, you could possibly do that. Uh, Jarv has an insane mod farm, which is basically for the normal mods and using a lot of the tricks that people have used in the past with going to Mercury and going to Spider and, and trading the parts for 
Mercury stuff, then going to Brother Vance and trading in that and then de- dismantling the stuff there. And you're getting quite a lot of mods from that, apparently. So that's worth a watch. Then I think you were... Was this the gun that you were talking about? Malfeasance respawn. What about it? No. Well, Destiny Fun Police has put a better than ever Malfeasance uh, weapon review. Basically, because of the explosive rounds on it and the fact that it hasn't got that much recoil and it's got no damage fall off with the explosive payloads. So if you hit the five shots, they will explode on that Guardian. So you can be across the map and still shooting somebody. And Destiny Fun Police has put a video together for that. Yeah, I mean, that is one of the guns, but it's not the only one. <laughs> okay. Then there's an insane glimmer and gunsmith materials farm by Cheese Forever. And this is the strike that's on, I want to say, Nessus. It's, uh, it's inverted, not the inverted, inspired. It's the one that you have to do for Inside Terminus. That's what it is. That's the one, yes. So basically, if one. you get to the final boss room and you manage to get a shot on all those enemies before that big phalanx destroys them all and then kill yourself you get all the gunsmith too yeah. yeah you can Sam. you can kind of put mods on your from your art from your artifact, artifact. that's the word artifact and that will help you generate more materials to then go to spider and buy more stuff go to the gunsmith buy more stuff good times and then just to help people out with trying to get their undying title you're going to need to get the exit strategy randy's throwing knife and the edgewise so jav has three videos that go over each one of those and how to get those a little bit more easier and remember i think i told you a couple of weeks back when we had the i think it was three weeks ago when we had iron banner that getting scout rifle kills in iron banner is pretty quick i know we just had the um what was it the what was that mode that we've just had that you guys really love? Momentum control. That's it. I know a lot of people oh, use yeah. momentum control. But again, the scout rifle kills really do help in um, Iron Banner as well because you get a lot of points from that as well. So that's worth worth doing this week if you are looking for Randy's throwing knife. And then unfortunately, unfortunately, Fallout Plays didn't do a Raid Challenge 3 video this week. I'm very disappointed. Wow. So, Respawn, we're going to have to rely on Rick Kakis. No. For anybody that's interested. No. Yeah, I'm sorry. I couldn't, fi- I couldn't about, find anybody else. Your, your, your twin personality? <laughs> <laughs> so, I will link the Rick Kakis video for you if you're doing the Raid Challenge 3. And that's it for my um, tip tricks and guides. Oh, oh Respawn. Respawn, would, would, you like, would you like to go over our feedback? From our, our two listeners from, I think it's, I might be iTunes. Is it in the thing? Oh, oh, there it is, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, we have uh, a, a new uh, section, I guess, a new topic in our uh, podcast this week. It's uh, labeled Feedback from our fans. Um, the first one is Boom Sauce. I just wanted to say thank you for the job you guys do. You are the hub for me when it comes to looking you. I'm not reading this wrong. I'm not reading this wrong. You guys are the hub for me when it comes to looking you whatever kind of info I want or need when it comes to D2. Much respect, peace, love, and chicken. Dr. Doomfang. Love it. 
awesome podcast is the next one. I have been listening for months to this podcast. It never ceases to inform me of the weekly updates in an entertaining manner. This is my favorite Destiny podcast crew. And this is Who Knew 1985. I knew 1985. I was two years old. Oh, yeah. Um, I feel so old now. <laughs> and... and then I did want to also add a quick shout out to all of our wonderful YouTube subscribers. We were up to 54 of you marvelous people. Are we really? Being, yeah, one of which being Dragon yeah. Sinem. So thank you, Dragon. You came in with, with, with a whole crew of people like Spencer Armsworthy, Paul Mendak, Adam West 1120, Elfkins, A E L A E L F K I N S, Weigand. Uh, Jamathan Hacker, Red Giant Gaming 18, Davy K, and Pie Guy, Carlos Moda, and a bunch of other folks that are l- further down the list that I haven't figured out how to have YouTube show me yet. But thank you. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for dealing with us. So I You're meant to throw that in last week, but the game, but the show just went so long and we were getting into that wife danger zone. So I wanted to make sure we, you know, shouted you find folks out this week getting to the for wife somehow. For somehow watching my poor, terrible gameplay every week and still coming back for more. I don't know how you do it, but I'm thankful that you do. I could give you tips. <laughs> there, there's, there's no saving my gameplay, really. It's just, I have more bullets than you have health. Duda, duda. Respawn said that to me, actually, on our 1v1. Yeah, no, he got that from me. It was, it was uh, when mm-hmm. when this game first came out, we had uh, the Titan chess piece with the was it the oh, sweet business? No. It was something. Oh no, it was something. And I was singing that the whole time because people kept peeking the corner while I was just holding down that trigger, and I was just singing that ditty the whole game, man. <laughs> so, time to say goodbye, everybody. That's the end of the show. I think it's time to hand over to Parody, and he can roll us out. So thank you for joining us. Your Titans this week have been Parody and Night Demon. Your Hunter support group has no, been no one respawns in real life. AZ plays 1128 and M. You can email the show at two titans at a hunter at hotmail.com. You can hit the show up at, on Twitter at two titans underscore hunter. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, two titans and a hunter. You can join the Frozen clan if there's still room at join.frozen.party. That's frozen with a zero. We enjoy sandwiches. You can find your favorite guardians on Xbox Live or PC. You can watch the show on YouTube. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere fine podcasts are sold. And really, give some thought this week about what gun really tilts you and what should be nerfed next. And maybe Bungie will put it on their list. Say goodbye for the recording. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody says goodbye. All right, leave. Scram. Adios. Why are you here? Adios. The show's over. Go away. (laughs) So, and it actually says so dot dot dot. Back in July on episode 24, we covered the supported detained. Supposed uh, it. Supposed data mined. Solar. I'm working off like two hours of sleep. Give me a break. That's not my. It's uh, not my problem. No, it's American Airlines, and you suck. Uh, cover the supposed detain. Det- <laughs> oh my God! Supposed data mined. Solar Week, which just, was just start again. Coming start again. The end. Start again, and I'll cut <sighs> it all out. I feel like he's been detained by American Airlines, and it's really just like you know deep in his psyche this morning. Start with so. <laughs> 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 <laughs>